Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily edition for Friday, January 21st. And the Flyers have now lost a 10th straight game for the second time this season. A 2-1 loss in the return of Jake Voracek last night and to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Flyers in the game, they outshoot the Columbus Blue Jackets 34-29. By some advanced stats, did have more high-danger chances than Columbus, but ultimately, none of that matters right now. Pro sports are a results-oriented business, and it's about wins and it's about losses. In the middle of a season when things are going well and you're trucking towards the playoffs, <clears throat> and you're trucking towards a playoff spot, you can have games where you make a mistake or two and you don't win or you outplay your opponent and don't come away with a victory. Uh, but when you're mired in your second 10-game winless skid of the season, it those things don't matter. Uh, the, what matters is the result. And the result, once again, for the Flyers is a 2-1 loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And the frustration continues. Uh, the pain for you guys, the fans continues. And we're all trying to figure out, you know, where this team goes from here. Because this is almost unfathomable to have two 10-game losing streaks just 40 games into a season. A season where there was so much change in the offseason and, you know, the team looked better on paper. It's why I kept saying it looks better on paper. Injuries, yeah. COVID, yeah. Every other team in the NHL dealing with those things as well. That's part of the deal. And some teams are handling it better than others, and most are handling it better than the Flyers. The result, once again, the result, once again, is obviously less than ideal. And as far as, far as where the Flyers go from here, they have to figure out something to play for, some kind of common goal to get something out of this season. Because it's incredibly frustrating And look, we're seeing some mistakes from some young players, but we're also seeing mistakes on the ice from veteran players. And confidence right now for this team, you can feel it. It feels fragile. It feels tenuous. And and fragile is never a word you want to use when describing a professional sports team. And right now, you know, Cam Atkinson, who I'll play in just a minute after the game, mentioned that after the Columbus scored the first goal, the goal to open the scoring, and we've talked about the numbers when the Flyers don't score first. They've only won two of those games of about 20 now. And Cam mentioned it, that there there was not a lot of energy on the bench. And it, there is a feeling of, oh, no, here we go again. How do you get out of that? It's almost like you got to perform some sort of exorcism to get these demons out of the team game. But there really is only one way to get it out, get out of it. And Cam mentioned that as well. It's about the guys on the team. It's not about the coaches. It's not about us, the fans, or the media, or anybody else. The only people that can find their way out of this are the players. And for us, that's a bit of a helpless feeling. It's always the case, but right now that's a hopeless feeling, and those players have to find a way to turn the tide, change the narrative, and find a way to get something out of this season. Because there's 42 games left. There's a lot of hockey left. We're two months today from the NHL trade deadline. And there is not going to be some savior that's going to walk through that door and fix everything. There's not going to be one single moment that fixes everything. They go into Buffalo Saturday afternoon and get a win. That doesn't fix everything. It's going to take a whole heck of a lot 
to fix what's going on with this team. And there's a, there's a lot of time to do it this season and get things moving in the right direction so you can head into an offseason. The team got something out of this season, or it can wither away. And right now with a second game— Ten, and right now with a second 10-game winless skid, it feels like it's withering away. And we don't have much control. But the players in that locker room are the ones that can determine how they move forward. How will they do it? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I'm not in that room. I'm not a player on this team. And they can say the right things. And you can want to win. I think every guy in that locker room wants to win. I think some guys, this losing streak and the way it's gone— it bothers them more than others, of course, but everybody wants to win. It's easy to, to want to win. The question is, are you willing to do what it takes to win? And that's not just not effort. I, I don't think that they're not trying to win in pro sports. It's got to be more than trying because te- if teams just had to try to win, talent and skill and detail in your game wouldn't matter. But you have to be willing to do what it takes to win. And that's doing things with more detail, doing things the right way, not having those mental lapses, not letting the first goal of the game crush your team and put them in a mental space that they can't come back. Very few games in the NHL are won by a score of one to nothing. Very few times in the NHL do teams get shut out. So why is the one nothing goal having such a negative impact on this team. It's one goal. It can be overcome. Now, the team that scores first has a better chance to win because the team that scores first also has the chance to go up 2 nothing in the game, while the team that doesn't score first, if they score, doesn't have the opportunity to go up 2 nothing. But a one nothing lead should not be something that derails a team from their process, their belief system, and the details of their game to the extent that it has the Flyers. This is frustrating. This is the worst-case scenario. On the post-game show with Brian Smith, I said, this is Ray Liotta in Goodfellas when he said, these were the bad times. This is a bad time right now for Flyers fans and for this team. But there is a lot of season left, and they have to find a way to use the runway that's given to them to find a way to get some positives out of this season. In a subsequent episode coming up, we'll break down what we think those are. Maybe we'll talk to Bill Meltzer about it in our next episode. But right now, this team is obviously spinning, and things are not going well. And it's going to be up to those guys, like Cam Atkinson said in that locker room, to get them out of it. Here's what he had to say after the game to the media. Yeah, Cam, we uh, we spoke with Mike Yo a few minutes ago, and he basically said that he feels like frustration is at the highest point that, that he's ever seen in the room. Is that something you would agree with? And uh, And if so, how do you guys work to combat that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh... – it was a tough one tonight for us. You know, I, we wanted to dig a little deeper, uh, each guy, um, you know, especially just uh, no one was at stake. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely frustrating. I mean, losing this many in a row, it's unacceptable. Um, we just have to find a way to dig ourselves out of this. And it's, uh, it's not going to be pretty, but, um, you know, we all have, to, all have to dig a little bit deeper. Hey Cam, uh, obviously a couple two a couple ten game losing streaks is pretty difficult to overcome. How do you guys keep belief in your room that you guys can do something this season? You have to believe, you know. It's uh, everyone has us written off, and 
the only guys that are going to get out of it are the guys in the locker room. So uh, we, we have to stick together and, and hold each other accountable. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's going to be the guys in the room that's going to get, a, you know, get dig us, ourselves out of this, this mess. And, um, you know, we get on the road tomorrow and have a, an early game there in Buffalo and have a good practice tomorrow. And you have to stay positive. You know, it's easy during this time to point fingers and, and get negative and, and uh, be selfish and start doing the wrong things on the ice. And um, we have to stick together. Hey, Cam, before the game, Mike Yo was complimentary of your leadership during this difficult time for the team. What does your leadership look like in a time like this as you're trying to make sure the team is channeling that frustration in a positive way? Yeah, you know, um, I he relies on me in a lot of situations. And as a player, that's all you can ask for. Um, I just try leading by example, you know, in practice and obviously in games and just with my work ethic and, and, you know, doing the right things away from the puck and, um, hopefully guys, you know, watch and, and want to do the same thing. So, um, yeah, just lead by example. Yeah, Cam, uh, during the losing streak, you probably would have won a few games if the power play was clicking. What do you see with the power play? Is it execution or, too much personnel missing because of injuries or what do you see going on with the power play? No, I mean, I think our personnel is there. It's um, we just have to want the puck and, and our battle level. And, you know, it's not always going to be pretty and you're not always going to score, but you can't lay goose egg like we did tonight. And we got zero momentum and um, that's tough. You know, it's uh, at the end of the day, it's the guys on the ice. It's not what the, you know, what the coaches are doing or saying or drawing a play is it's, it's, it's us. So I'll have to look in the mirror and try to, uh, you know, practice a little more, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to work ethic and, and wanting to make a difference. And you're out there for a reason and you have to do the job. Yeah, Cam, um, prior to the, uh, uh, give, giving up the first goal tonight, the game was pretty even. A lot's been made about this team though, kind of losing their focus or, or losing their structure after giving up that first goal you kind of get the sense that that's when the frustration really hits this team because it's almost like, Oh no, here we go again. We got behind. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, obviously uh, there's a pre, there's a, a statistic that if we don't score the first goal, our chances of winning are slump, you know, pretty much slim and none. And we have to, you know, change that. And no matter what happens, you take a deep breath and and go out there and give it all you got. And, not not be deflated and their bench tonight was pretty deflated and no energy and no pop and um you know just have to stay positive at the end of the day so um we'll turn this thing around one way or the other and uh you know true characters shows in, in, during these times and like i said we have to stick together cam atkinson addressing the media after the flyers second 10 game winless skid of the season as the frustration continues and guys are saying the right things and you know, in this game in particular, the first goal of the game that was scored, Provorov has got an easy, not being pressured, easy breakout. Scott Lawton just gets a little too high uh, towards the blue line. Provorov makes that pass to him. Columbus Blue Jackets defender then jumps the pass, keeps it in the zone. They get it to Borgstrand, who's in behind the Flyers' defense, and he's able to go backhand and beat Hart. And in that situation, I mean, that's an unpressured zone exit that results in a turnover and a goal. Those kind of things will drive a coach crazy. Sometimes under heavy forecheck, if there's a turnover and, and they score, you go, okay, that's a, that's a good forecheck. They're up on it. They're getting on, putting pressure on you guys. 
But when Provorov's got all that time in the world, and it's not on Provorov, you got to be able to get that puck out and go the other way. And that ends up in the back of their net. And then on the Patrick Line goal to put them up 2 nothing, there's a, a board battle on the right side of Carter Hart, on his blocker side at the half wall. And three Flyers are in that mix, and two others kind of drift over. And as soon as it looked like maybe possession is going to change, a Flyers winger kind of flies the zone. And Patrick Line ends up in the middle of the ice, basically, all by himself. They get him the puck. And you cannot leave Patrick Line in that spot on the ice with the puck on his stick and that much time because there ain't a goalie in the world that's going to stop him. He's got one of the greatest releases I've ever seen. And Carter Hart's got no chance on that. Structure broke down. Too many guys went to the puck and left Patrick Line, of all people, open. Talking to Brian Smith before the game in the pregame show. Talking about Jake Voracek and Patrick Line playing together. And that release of Line, I said... That's a guy you have to know when he's on the ice and where he is on the ice. Everybody's got to know, including the goaltender, because he can snap it from anywhere. And that turns out to be the game-winning goal in the game. The only goal the Flyers do get is kind of a seeing-eye shot from Jerry Mayhew out of the blue line. Flyers did get a lot of good opportunities on Elvis Merzlikens. They actually had the more high-danger chances in the game than Columbus did. They created a lot of chaos, but they... Right now, the way things are going, that's not good enough. Creating good scoring chances, creating opportunities, but having it not result in a win is all that matters. And right now, this team has got to find a way to bounce back, go to Buffalo angry, and play the Sabres. Outwork them. Control what you can control. Go outwork them. Play angry. Play with some desperation. And play with a whole lot of pride. And come out of there with a win. All right, everybody, have a great Friday. We'll talk to you on tomorrow's brand-new Flyers Tale.